people walk away from here with great skills. I mean, for us, it's it's really um, humbling because we say, all right, well, we trained you that well that you're able to do that. And that's great for us. You know, the more people see Napolitan pizza around, um, the better it is for, for the pizza industry. It feels like there's an international day of celebration for just about every food these days. There's a day for meatballs, paella, pancakes. I even saw something about a day devoted to pisco sour. Some of these days seem a little bit of a stretch, but I actually can get around World Pizza Day, which is upon us. And if you are talking pizza, the guy you want to talk to is today's guest, Johnny DeFrancesco, founder of Gridy Group, founded in Melbourne and now around the world. Johnny, welcome to Dirty Linen. Oh, thanks, Danny. Nice to uh, be chatting with you after so long. I know. I've followed your career for many years, but we haven't connected for ages. Uh, tell us why you reckon World Pizza Day is not a bad idea. Um, I think it's actually a really nice um, day to celebrate and sort of um, special even trying to get um, your friends and families together because pizza brings a lot of people to the um, same table and why not celebrate it, um, you know, and have a special day for it once a year. Yeah, well, I think one of the things about pizza and something that, you know, you've done a lot to foster is this idea that there's a way of doing it well. There are lots of ways of doing it, but, you know, there are some things that you do perhaps want to consider. I mean, tell us about why you've gone so deep into pizza. You know, why have you become obsessed with it? Um, Look, I became obsessed with it when I was probably around 20 years old. And it was more the fact because what I was seeing that was happening around, um, you know, especially here in Melbourne, was that pizza was seen as a fast food and just a quick product to eat. Um, And I wanted to break that cycle and really elevate, um, you know, the recognition of pizza um, because, you know, people think it's just a simple product to make, but it actually isn't. There's so much effort that goes into making um, this product very high quality. And that, was my interest and that was where you know I started doing a lot of research and traveling overseas and really understanding you know the difference between what we were, what we were um, receiving here in Australia and what was actually being um, received in in Europe especially in in uh, Italy and Naples yeah well I mean your pizza was even acknowledged by um, by Italians as the best pizza in the world I mean that's that's quite extraordinary what what does make a great pizza, in your opinion? Um, time. Um, this is where a lot of people um, probably don't understand, but it actually takes a lot of time. I'm not just, you know, talking about 24 hours. Um, I'm talking, you know, 48 hours up to 60 hours. Um, it's all about the timing. It's all about understanding, you know, the, how the dough reacts and it all starts from that it all starts also from the flour that you're you're using and that's really important I think you know in Australia we've got great ingredients you know we really pride ourselves on it we certainly come a long way in valuing produce that's grown here and yet there is also this idea that to make a real pizza the ingredients have to come from Italy where do you stand on that and how do you balance those competing passions this is a great question and 
the where I stand on it is yes, here in Australia we have amazing produce. We're not you know we've got really good um, fresh produce. Um, you know, undoubtedly, probably some of the best in the world. Um, but funny enough, when you look at um, Australian wheat, we have some of the best grown wheat um, in the world. Um, but when you have a look at the flour that's been milled in Australia, we've concentrated a lot on the bakery industry. So I always tell people we've got probably some of the best um, uh, best flour to, to, to make bread with. But when it comes to pizza, um, you'll find that a lot of the flour actually comes from Australia. So it's sort of really intriguing that we send the wheat over to Italy, then they mill it in a specific way to make, you know, a zero, a double zero flour. And then we're bringing it back to Australia um, to make uh, pizza with. Um, and this happens with a lot of product, um, I find. Tomato, I mean, we, we're starting to grow some amazing tomato here in, in, in Australia. I mean, I was just talking to a, a, a producer not, not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, and he's going to send me some samples just to have a look at. You know, it, it, there's a fine line on what we use um, for our pizza or making our pizza. But for me, the, the essential part is, is the flour, the oil, um, and the mozzarella is really, really important for me. Um, the rest of it, you know, if we're talking about cured meats, we've got amazing cured meats here in Australia. Yes, a lot of prosciutto comes from Italy because it has, you know, a, a sort of different method um, uh, on how they make it and, and sort of uh, the meats are grown differently. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting topic. I think we're getting better, um, but I think we still – a little bit far off when it comes to the specific ingredients that we we require. That is so interesting. I really, yeah. I mean, don't you're making a lot of pizza? Can't you just mill it here? It's really difficult. the The milling process is what um, we fall short on here in Australia when it comes to to making pizza flour. Um, but like I said, you know, if I was if I was opening a bakery, I wouldn't be using anything but Australian um, flour. Because I think it's it's been that you know the, the industry in pizza has been so is so small compared to the bakery industry. So I think most of the um, um, flour producers here have really put all their um, efforts into making the best baker's flour, and 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 you know I think that's that's a great thing. Yeah, it's interesting. It's um, I feel like you should have a mill. And you can yes, <laughs> do that next, can you? <laughs> oh, wish, um, Johnny. I want to um, I want to talk about the business journey in a minute um, because I think it's really extraordinary what you continue to to build with your business. But I would like to ask you about a specific pizza. Um, it's the one that has a, what is it? A million different types of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one fifty four. One hundred and fifty four <laughs> different types of cheese. Now I've had this pizza. I had it at your um the uh, restaurant in Mildura not that long ago, and I have to say I couldn't discern all one hundred and fifty four varieties. But tell me about this pizza. What inspired it, and, and what's it like? So what inspired this pizza um, goes back probably about five years ago, six years ago. Um, I was approached by um, the people that produced the movie um uh, the ninja turtles <laughs> and in that scene there's um 
there's a part where Master Splinter says, uh, you know, the 99 cheese pizza, the 99 formaggi, as, as they say in the movie. And so they contacted me and said, are you able to reproduce a pizza like this? And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll try. No problem. Let's try it. So that's how it started. I did a 99 cheese pizza first. Um, I then saw that someone in, I think it was America, um, Credited me and said, I, I wanted to beat the 99 cheese pizza, so I made 101 cheese pizza. And then I, I was talk, talking to my team and I said, No, nah, we can't have this. We need to smash this out of the park. Let's go for 160. And so I just started calling every ch- cheese supplier in, in Australia and we were able to get 160 different cheeses. But then what happened was we had to get somebody to um, uh, uh, authenticate or authorize each cheese that they were different. And we found that six. Um, cheeses were too similar, so they were sort of um, disqualified. And I pretty much grated one gram of cheese of every um, every type and made a pizza that had 154 grams of um, different cheeses. <laughs> That's great. And do you stand by it as a pizza? Look, it's it's one of those. I mean, I I've always said that it's a bit of a gimmick, um, but it. Like you, you, you had it. It still tastes actually quite good. It's not. It's not a, a pizza that's sort of overwhelming, and you think, "Oh no, I can't have it." Um, you know, it's still. You're not. You're never gonna distinguish the whole 154 different cheeses. It's impossible. Um, but what we do now to simplify is we combine um, all the cheeses together, um, or else you know to 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 start adding a gram of cheese on every pizza during service. We would be there for hours. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I, re- I enjoyed it. I mean, it does – you do order it because it's a gimmick, but then it's um, it's still an enjoyable eating experience. Um, and I guess, you know, food with a story or, you know, food that has other things going on apart from its culinary qualities, that's a big part of dining. So, um, yeah, I – I, I reckon it's I reckon it's all good. Um, so, Johnny, let's talk about the business. What is tell us about the extent, the span of Grady Group? Um, so we've we've expanded now into seven locations across Australia, um, and the latest one was the one that you visited in Mildura, which is um, has become one of my favourite um, places. I I just absolutely love um, the fit out, and I love that we've combined or you know out of the few of um you know a bit of mildura into that fit out um we've also um we also have restaurants in the u.s Um, we're about to open up a second one um danny in probably about four months um so you know we just keep on we just keep on expanding to where we we think you know, there's a market for it and um, where people love pizza. And when we start looking, you know, across the globe, we think, okay, well, there's not many places that don't like pizza. So so, so there's a big choice and a big sort of, um, you know, um, expansion. The expansion is like quite, you know, extensive if, if you really look, look into it. What motivates you? I mean, is it the challenge is it is it the money is it just growing as a business person what what makes you want to open more restaurants yeah if if it was all about the money honestly i wouldn't open more than one restaurant i'd probably make more money opening one restaurant and just concentrating on that one um i just love the fact um of seeing a brand that's come from you know from melbourne and 
you know, making an international product and able to go into different markets around the world and seeing people actually enjoy it and appreciate it. I think that's been my um, my motivation. And, and I also love the challenge. I mean, you know, if someone says to me, you can't do this, it's probably the worst thing that you can ever say to me because I would just um, go to the end of the of the earth just to try and, and um, you know, achieve it for, for myself, not to prove to anyone that I can do it, but it's actually a personal achievement for my, for me. Um, but it also I see the, the joy on, on, on our staff's face that when we're doing something different and we're going into other countries, you know, the team seeing that they're part of um, something that is in, is in a, a growth stage. And, and honestly, I look at it, we're still in infant, infancy um, growth stage. We're not you know, anywhere near where we'd want to be, you know, with the brand. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just, like I said, for me, it's a personal achievement. Um, you know, I grew up I grew up in Brunswick. I mean, you know, it's just nice to see someone from a, you know, a suburb that has taken something local um, internationally. Well, is it actually true that you um – your origin story that you started, you made your first pizzas to make a bit of pocket money to buy some sneakers. That is 100% true, yep. I was 12 years old. <laughs> I love that. It's, that must be a great story to share with your staff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pe- people don't actually believe it when I tell them. But, and, you know, one thing I do regret, I wish I still had those pair of sneakers. I really do. Yeah, that would be great to like frame and put up in the first shop or maybe the 20th shop. (laughs) What about consistency, Johnny? Because I imagine, you know, the more outlets that you have and, you know, the stronger the brand gets or the stronger you want it to be, the more, you know, that must keep you up at night. Look, um, consistency has always been a um, big part of what we do, Um, but we focus a lot on training. Um, we're, I'm actually about to open up a, a, um, a training facility, um, not only for staff, but also, um, external, um, where we can, we can, you know, train up staff for the industry as well, but not only for them, but for ourselves, but we really focus a lot on training, you know, every single day we've got somebody training on, on something and, and we put them through a training, um, you know, regime like, you know, you, you do this only for six months and that only for six months. And so over the course of nearly two years, they actually become very, very, um, very good at what, what we want them to do. Um, and people walk away from here with great skills. I mean, I've had a lot of um, people come through our training and have opened restaurants overseas, have opened restaurants here in, in Melbourne and in Australia. And for us, it's, you know, it's it's really um, humbling because we say, all right, well, we trained you that well that you're able to do that, and that's great for us. You know, the more people see Napolitan pizza around, um, the better it is for, for the pizza industry. Wow, that is, yeah, that must be really satisfying. And it's so interesting that you're opening your own training facility. Is that because you perceive a lack in the training that is available through traditional channels? Yeah, definitely. We've we um, in 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 our if we talk about our pizza chefs, ninety five percent of our pizza chefs um, come to us untrained, uh, have never worked in the industry, and we prefer that because we know that over a course of you know nearly two years we get them to um, a really good level, um, and we've been doing that for the last ten years. 
um, we find that it's just easier. Yeah, because, I mean, do people even learn pizza making at TAFE? Culinary? No, not at all. They, they, they touch on it really um, basically, but it's not, not, not anything to the, to the level that, we're, that we do um, in, you know, in-house. Um, with, with a new school, we're actually um, internationally, we're going to be internationally accredited, um, and so we'll be able to actually give accreditation after they finish um, the courses with us. Wow, that's so cool. So, I mean, is there, it's like, yeah, I'm so interested. Is there modules on like, this is this is mixing, this is shaping, this is stretching, this is how to look cool putting it into the pizza oven? Yep, correct. And also all the theory, like we go through, you know, um, uh, protein levels in the flour and why, how they react and why they react certain ways, the pH levels in the water, you know, like we, it's, it's a really – it's focused purely on um, on on pizza making. Wow, that's so cool! One of the things you know about sort of slow risen pizza dough is that it reacts to the atmosphere. You know, depending on whether it's a it's more humid in the air or or whatever whatever's going on. I mean, is that a really tricky thing to train to? Um, yes. So if you want to do ambient, um, uh, you know, rising, then it becomes quite difficult um we have we've adapted most of our restaurants nearly all of our restaurants that have um rooms controlled just for the dough and it's at ambient temperature um and that that's why our product is so consistent across all our restaurants ah that's so interesting yeah that's yeah so i guess it's not about just training staff in consistency it's also about creating the environment that promotes it Definitely, like you know, we we can never control our ambient temperature in any restaurant. Um, you know, especially kitchens fluctuate between you know hot and cold. Um, you know, if you've got too many stoves on, your wood fire ovens going all day. So there's a lot of var- variables that can happen during the day. Um, we've eliminated that. We've been um, focusing on that for the last five years, or probably actually it'll be longer. Probably about seven years. It all started when we went into the Middle East because the Middle East really taught us that humidity and um, temperature is nowhere near like what we we can experience here so we had to adapt we had to sort of you know create something that was going to replicate um you know a perfect ambient temperature of you know 18 degrees because at 18 degrees we know that we're going to have an, an amazing uh, pizza dough yeah, wow! I can imagine the Middle East would be, yeah, like a great environment to realize things were not as they were. Yeah. I mean, what about the the customers that you get in these different restaurants? Let's say in the Middle East or in Texas. I mean, what do they want that's different, or are they always happy to sort of fold into the gradi model and just um, eat what you've got on the menu? Um, yeah, our our menu doesn't vary much from the US to let's say Australia. Um, Maybe a little bit more he- um, heavy on the protein side when it comes to the, um, the kitchen. So, you know, like a, a lot more steaks and um, because especially that we're in Texas, um, you know, Texans love their, their meat. Um, but when it comes to pizza, it's uh, like for like and they're loving it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's quite bizarre because we thought we were going to have to change our menu to suit each market. Um, we haven't had to do that um, uh, too much. It's very, very li- little changes. Like when we were in the Middle East, we obviously couldn't use any pork products, but we sourced 
beef products from Italy that actually taste like um, the meat that we're using here in Australia. Wow. That's, yeah, really interesting. And, Johnny, if there was a city that you could pluck out of your imagination that you would love to see a 400 gradi, which where would it be? Um, I think I want to go to Venezuela. <laughs> I don't know why. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is, um, that is a really interesting choice. Yeah. I would not have picked that in 100 guesses. Yeah. Why Venezuela? I don't know. I'm just intrigued. It's it's. Like I think it's it's a country that most people don't think about going to and I like doing things that most people don't think something can actually work. I mean, I always joke about, um, you know, we're going to have the first pizzeria on Mars, right? But I always throw it out there and people laugh at me about it. But I say, I say to people, if you don't, if you don't put it out there, then it's never going to happen. But yeah, so if uh, if Elon Musk ever listens to any of your podcasts, um, I'm ready to go to Mars. <laughs> well, he hasn't given me a blue tick, so I'm not sure if he's all about the podcast, but I reckon it's probably about to happen. <laughs> I reckon it will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's amazing. You know, things are pretty rough in Venezuela. Like um, a lot of people are leaving Venezuela because things are so, um, yeah, economic. Uh, hardship and all that but you know maybe if they could just gather around a great pizza sort out their issues you know that would be part of the solution yeah pizza solves everybody's issues i you know i think at the table when you're eating pizza you forget about all your problems yeah it is great it is what a great food um what's your favorite pizza johnny oh look i can't ever go past the margarita i mean that for me that's you know the most difficult pizza in the world to make um, but has the most simplistic flavors to it if it's done well. Um, but to actually make it, you know, really, really, uh, really well, it does take a lot of technique. Um, so that for me is the, is my favorite pizza. Yep. Yeah. It's the gold standard. Hey, I reckon if someone's doing a good margarita, then probably everything else is going to be pretty good as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, what's what is on your radar for twenty twenty three? Oh, we're doing we're doing a few things. We're opening another restaurant um, in Carlton um, on Ligon Street. It's not going to be a gradi though. We're doing something else. It's really really interesting. <laughs> uh, okay, is it a gnocchi restaurant? No, no, no. We're we're going to do a. Um, it's going to be a restaurant that has only home-cooked food. Um, so we're still going to have pizza, but it's going to be like we um, like we had pizza at home. Um, ah. Yeah. And even our dishes, it's – yeah. It's, it, it, we're pretty much opening a restaurant like you're going to your nonna's um, uh, home. That's what, that's what we're doing. We want to bring a little bit of spunk back to Ligon Street, Carlton. Wow, that is exciting. Um, and when's that going to open? Uh, look, we're hoping that the, they're building at the moment, so we're hoping that the build will be finished uh, by the end of April and then we'll probably open four weeks after that. Have you got a name for it? Yes. Um, I'm sure the boys aren't going to be too upset if I tell them because it's out there anyway. Um, it's going to be called Johnny Vincent Sam's. So if... Do you have you ever heard of? I'm sure you have because they're 
they're so they're doing so well out there. But the boys from Sushi Mango, yeah. So we're opening with those boys, right? Okay. And how does it work to open a restaurant with a comedy duo? Comedy, yeah. So we've pretty much um, conceptualized the restaurant around their characters, um, and for them, you know, it's all about their, you know, their family home and you know how they grew up you know, with, with their um, heritage and obviously it falls into my heritage as well. So I can sort of relate to it very, very easily. Um, where, so I'll be doing all the um, menu for it and, and um, we've got uh, another partner that's going to be running the restaurant. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a really interesting day. That's yeah, I'm absolutely fascinated. Again, you surprised me, and um, it's it sounds like yeah, a concept restaurant. But I know you know you'll there'll be so much integrity to the food, and um, I will definitely look forward to checking it out. Um, Johnny, thank you so much for um, sharing your passion and knowledge and story with us today. It's um, a really inspiring one, and um, yeah, always love watching uh, your star uh, shine. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.